the wild. I'm dying in your bed many years from now. Would you be willing to trade all the days from this day to that for one chance, just one chance, to come back here and tell our enemies that they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom! Thank you for tuning in to another transmission from the RBFTT podcast, Rangers Battlefield for the Truth. This is episode 57, which is being recorded on November 26, 2022 at 1400. During this episode, I will be discussing the G20 leaders promoting vaccine passports for international travel, and my opinion on the died suddenly movie but before i get any farther into the episode if you haven't already please follow me on instagram at podcast underscore bftt facebook uh look me up mark ranger uh, m-a-r-c last name r-e-n-g-e-r twitter at podcast underscore r-b-f-t-t i also have a blog r-b-f-t-t podcast.blogspot.com uh, the Facebook, I don't know how long I'll have it. I'm getting, I mean, I'm not, I have a few followers, but my videos are having hundreds of plays, hundreds of plays. And since I've had, I'm having hundreds of plays with my videos and posts, Facebook has censored and taken down multiple posts. Uh, I took a couple pictures of it and, and posted it on Instagram, uh, but they've restricted my account for 90 days. Basically, like I'm the last thing any anybody sees on anybody's feed. But even with that, I'm still getting hundreds of fucking plays on videos because the people want to see the information. They want to know the truth. So they're going to go out and they're going to find it. Period. Now, speaking of the truth and people wanting to go out and find the truth, the Died Suddenly documentary link, uh, you can find it. Stu Peters has an account, I believe, on Twitter. You can find it on there. But Rumble, you can go on Rumble, Stu Peters, um, his channel, and you can see it on there. It's about an hour long. Um, I have the Died Suddenly documentary link on my Instagram bio. Uh, on, on the profile. So where you see, you know, if you click on somebody's Instagram bio or profile and you see a description of them, you'll see all the podcasts, libertarian, whatever the fuck it is, uh, unvaxxed extremists. You'll see like a little bio and then you'll see a link to a Facebook 
link, and then you'll see a link to the Died Suddenly documentary on Rumble. So if you don't have a Rumble account, it's going to make you sign up for one. So sign up for a Rumble account, uh, and then once you hit the link, it'll take you right to it, and you'll be able to get to the movie that no one, that the government, the big pharmaceutical industries don't want you to fucking see. So, um, but let's let's get into Agenda 2030 because that's what really a lot of the, 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 the Die Suddenly documentary and the the promoting of vaccine passports that's what this is really all about this is them setting up agenda 2030 and then on the opposite end people are trying to expose what agenda 2030 is which is also it's not just climate the climate change crisis hoax which it'll be a carbon footprint which if you don't know you'll be hearing me talk about that a little bit here in this episode about the carbon footprint. If you don't know what, don't know what a carbon footprint is, it's what they're going to use. Think of it as what COVID did with lockdowns, right? You can't go anywhere unless you have a pass saying, Hey, I'm going to work or I'm going to the grocery store. Uh, you know, you, you, you can only go certain times, certain places, Think of it as like a, a lockdown mixed with like, you know, it's like a bad storm or some shit where, you know, you can only go certain places. It's like a curfew. That's what it is. It's like a curfew where you only get to do a limited amount of things. That's what the carbon footprint is. You're seeing it a little bit in, a, in Europe already with restaurants being opening up and where some banks, I forget what banks, but some banks are testing it out where I, th- I believe it's in Canada where it's a carbon footprint, where they measure your carbon fr- footprint based on how much you drive, where you live, how much energy you're using, what you're eating, what you do for work, whatever the fuck it is. It's a carbon footprint. And depending on your carbon footprint depends on how much you fucking pay um, it, it depends on if they, um, how much you can spend. That's what the carbon footprint is. So, yeah, but we'll be talking about that a little bit later, but that's kind of what agenda 2030 is also, um, along with the depopulation, right? That's ultimately what the agenda 2030 is, is depopulation. They don't want billions of people to be alive on this planet. They need to get rid of a lot of people. And this vaccine is really the main – I mean, you're going to have starvation. You're going to have civil war. That will cut out uh, a decent amount of people. But these vaccines are like the quiet way of doing it. And I'll be going into it, uh, why this film is such a big deal, so important to watch and to share. And why the mainstream media and the government don't want you to watch it. This is from Forbes. 
New Died Suddenly film pushes unfounded depopulation claims about COVID-19 vaccine. The title of this film is kind of like the movie titled Snakes on a Plane and Sausage Party Party, in that it keeps it captures the story. Um kind of cuts off a little bit, but basically, I mean, you see, I mean, with the Forbes, and you can d- type in if you're able to type in into Google died suddenly film died suddenly movie died suddenly documentary and click on like reviews or news and you'll see a bunch of stuff on it one you'll see how the the mainstream media is pushing oh it's fact check fact check conspiracy theory conspiracy theory and there won't even be like a second or third page about it because they're censoring and and like it just just banning any type of fucking news about this at all. Like they really don't want any traction with this fucking film. That's how important this film is. Uh, what is the Died Suddenly documentary? And why isn't it on mainstream uh, outlets? Don't be fooled by the word documentary. Died Suddenly is just another conspiracy movie. Uh, we're using documentary in the loosest possible of terms. Uh, why is Died Suddenly trending on social media? The reason behind Died Suddenly rocketing to the top of Twitter's trending hashtags is an anti-vax film getting ready to drop. The marketing behind the marketing machine behind the account appears to have several accounts set up to promote the film, which is why the hashtag has gained so much traction. Uh, this is from some other Twitter account. I don't know who this is. Uh, Megs. Uh, if you see Died Suddenly trending, it's because some conspiracy nuts have put together a movie about how the COVID vaccine is a uh, correlative cause of a po- all of sorry of all post vaccination deaths. At this point, I expect the COVID vaccine to be accused of shooting. Uh, JFK and canceling Firefly. This is from, if you go to fullfact.org, one of the fact checks, they said deaths due to SADS, sudden adult death syndrome, aren't covering up genocide caused by COVID-19 vaccines. Um, There's no evidence that the COVID-19 vaccines are causing people to die of SADS or that the deaths due to the COVID-19 vaccine are being misreported as SADS as part of a cover-up for a genocide caused by the vaccines. The number of deaths due to SADS did not increase in England and Wales following the vaccine rollout in 2021. A small number of cases of myocarditis, heart inflammation, have been linked to the COVID-19 vaccine. In most cases, symptoms have been mild. However, the UK medicines and healthcare products a uh, regulatory agency says 13 suspected cases of myocarditis with a fatal outcome have been reported following the vaccines of, of September 28th. It also notes the majority of reports with a fatal outcome describe underlying illnesses in these patient, patients that could provide alternative explanations for the events reported. The British Heart Foundation says that studies looking at myocarditis and pericarditis cases following COVID-19 vaccine have not found an increased risk of death or cardiac arrest, 
compared with being unvaccinated and says there is no evidence that the people are at risk of cardiac arrest in days or weeks following the vaccine. So just total fucking lies. Total fucking lies. It's to the point now where you have mainstream media purposely and even even other doctors and scientists purposely lying. Why? Because they're getting paid off. There are doctors and, and nurses I've seen the past few years who they get paid off. Hey, you know, we just like just like when the hospitals during COVID, when they got paid to uh, like I think it was like thirty thousand for each for each person. Yeah, it was like twenty thousand, something like that. I, I probably had the numbers off, but it was like twenty thousand for like every um, death, COVID death, they would receive that money, and then like I think it was like ten thousand dollars for every case of COVID. So if you go in the hospital and you don't have COVID and you don't, or you don't, you don't have COVID and you don't die of COVID, the hospital is losing money. But if you go in, <clears throat> that's why they test you. If you go in and they tested you for COVID and you have COVID, which the, all the COVID tests are, um, were fucked up. They don't work. So, they all gave. It's known now. There's all that those COVID tests give out false. That they all gave out false, um, false positives. So anybody who got tested for COVID and got and it was like, oh yeah, I got COVID. Do you? Did you really have COVID, or was it a false positive? Because those tests don't work. So all that money, anybody who spent money on fucking COVID tests, you just wasted your fucking money. Because they use the same COVID tests. And they tested on fucking cucumbers and, and, and cans of fucking soda. And guess what? A fucking cucumber has COVID. Fucking Diet Coke has COVID. They even tested on fucking like a lizard. And, and lizard a lizard got COVID. So the tests are all fucked up. But anyways, they, they test you. You got, oh, you got COVID. Okay, cool. And they write down that you have COVID. Boom, that's $10,000. Um, and they send you, instead of giving you vitamin C and vitamin D <clears throat> or ivermectin, because, well, because they don't want to give you that because they don't want you to get better. They don't want you to survive. They send you straight to the ICU. So then they could just blow out your lungs with a fibrillator, with a fibrillator and... After that, after you fucking die, you go to the uh, the corner and then they label it as a COVID death, and they get thirty thousand. So it's just to the point where you can't trust articles and shit like this, fact checked fucking websites. You can't trust any of this. All this is a lie. There's no evidence that the COVID nineteen vaccines are causing people to die of sudden adult death disorder. Yeah, there is. I've talked it multiple times over the past. I've posted it multiple times, the information and on, on, on Instagram. And I've put multiple fucking uh, reports up that I've talked about peer-reviewed studies on my podcast. So just blatant lies. Blatant lies. And they're hoping that people 
don't do their research and they just read that and they go, oh, well, it's a factcheck.org. They, they're experts in fact-checking misinformation, so this has to be right. They can't be corrupt, just like how the uh, the government is, is – we know now. I mean, we always knew, but it's it's out now. It's made, it's made public that the government colluded with social media and told them not to fucking – say anything about the Hunter Biden laptop and, and said that, hey, there's certain information about – make sure no one's talking bad about the vaccines. Eliminate people's free speech. But no, I'm sure this is all correct information. I'm sure none of it's corrupt. None of it's biased. I watched the Died Suddenly <clears throat> um, documentary earlier this week. Because it came out on November twenty first. Again, it's all it's available on Twitter and Rumble. Links on my Instagram bio. It's about an hour long, but within that short hour, in my opinion, it's proof, hard evidence that these COVID vaccines are not only injuring billions across the world, but also killing millions. Before the November 21st release date, I posted a link and the trailer to my Facebook and Instagram account. Both were removed minutes after posting, and Facebook even restricted my account for 90 days due to misinformation. How does Facebook know, or how did it know, that it was misinformation before the documentary was released for viewing? I mean, at least wait till after the documentary is out. And at least yourself watch the entire documentary before claiming it's misinformation. But, I mean, like, how do they know it's misinformation before the release of the viewing? Because Biden administration, the CDC, FDA, the World Economic Forum, the World Health Organization, all were and, and are continuing to. Censor and delete any social media accounts that share and spread information about the COVID vaccines. Again, as I talked earlier, you can look it up. Republicans are conducting investigations into it with a testimony. And even Mark Zuckerberg um, with Facebook admitted it about a month ago while on the Joe Rogan podcast. He said uh, that, that, that the FBI contacted me back in 2020 and informed me to suppress the Hunter Biden laptop story because it is Russian disinformation. Now, some people who are, and these people who are mostly liberal and see others who enjoy free speech as radicals, uh, will tell you that Facebook and Instagram are private companies so they can do anything that they want. It's true. Except for Twitter, though. Twitter used to be, do, they, they used to be able to do anything they want, but because Elon Musk now owns it, um, it can't be private for some reason. So it's one of those, you know, classic, Rules for me, but not for the type of deal. So, uh, but it is true though that they can, because they're a private company, they can do anything they want. Uh, Facebook and Instagram can ban and censor whoever they want. They don't have to be a platform for 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 free speech, which is fine. They don't have to, but don't say that you're a free speech platform 
and non-biased when you are clearly biased and don't believe in free speech. However, what they can't do, and what they're currently doing, but what they can't do is meet with the government and any other agencies and allow the government to dictate what can be shared slash spoken about on social media platforms. That is unconstitutional. That is illegal. So if any dumbass liberal, family, friends, whatever, says, well, they can do whatever they want, say, you're right. But what they're also doing is we're colluding with the government and then pull up the the uh, some of the testimony that, that, that's been happening in Congress and then also pull up the Mark Zuckerberg on, on Joe Rogan podcast and show them that and say, that's unconstitutional. That's illegal. You cannot work with the government to suppress someone's free speech. You can't do that. Um, but you know when something is truthful, though, because it gets banned and censored. It gets fact-checked a hundred times. It gets labeled as a conspiracy theory. The conspiracy theories that are bullshit or have no real impact, for example, uh, did we fake the moon landings? Did aliens build the pyramids? Is Earth flat and surrounded by an ice wall? None of those conspiracy theories the government cares about. They'll allow you to talk about that bullshit 24-7. Because it really doesn't matter. However, conspiracies that are backed up with facts that have some truth behind it, if not entirely true, for example, 9-11 being a government inside, inside government job, John F. Kennedy getting assassinated by the government, and also we have currently the depopulation from the COVID vaccines. Those are heavily censored. Ask yourself why. Why are the why is a the COVID vaccine censored? Why is something like 9-11 censored when the earth is flat and surrounded by an ice wall, not censored? Is there any proof? I thought that like, I mean, that's misinformation, right? The earth is flat. That's misinformation. Did aliens build the aliens build the pyramids? That's misinformation. Hey, we faked the moon landings. That's misinformation. As far as I'm concerned, but I'm not going around fucking saying that you can't talk about it. Deplatforming people about it. If you want to talk about it, talk about it. I don't give a fuck. But it's when you go and you start heavily censoring something, then you have to ask yourself why. In a supposedly free country, why can't we talk openly about certain issues? Whenever they heavily censor something or tell you you can't talk about it, ask yourself why. Why can't you talk about certain issues such as the Agenda 2030, where elites and governments across the world are pushing for a one-world social credit system 
where you'll have a digital currency. And if you don't do what they want you to do, <laughs> such as eat plants and bugs, get vaccines, vote Democrat, support warmongers, drive electric cars, not have big houses, not have a family, have your children learn about pronouns from pedophiles, etc., then you don't get to live. You'll be shunned from society, made homeless, and placed into re-education forced labor camps and eventually killed. And with the New World Order agenda, as it was accelerated with COVID, the pandemic, fear of COVID, the lockdowns, and the masking were just the test. The test to see who complies and who will resist. The vaccine mandates are the staple, the meat, and potatoes for the New World Order. So what is the step in their agenda? A digital prison. This from the Epoch Times. G20 promotes World Health Organization's standardized global vaccine passport and digital health identify scheme. Leaders of the group of 20, the G20, have issued a joint declaration promoting a global standard on proof of vaccination for international travel and calling for the establishment of global digital health networks that build on existing digital COVID-19 vaccine passport schemes. The joint statement followed the conclusion of the G20 summit held in uh, Bali, in Indonesia, where leaders discussed global challenges and coordinating policies in response, including to future print pandemics. They added that these global digital health networks should capitalize and build on the success of existing standards and, and digital COVID-19 certificate certificates. Quote, let's have a digital health certificate acknowledged by the World Health Organization. If you have been vaccinated or tested properly, then you can move around, he said during a panel on November 14th. Um, Sadekin added that the benefit of a global WHO standardized vaccine passport would be to facilitate international travel. So for the next pandemic, instead of stopping the movement of people 100%, which stopped the eco economy globally, you can still provide some movement of people, he added. That's what it is. And if you think that if they roll out, go full out with these international passports and say you can't leave the country or come into our country without uh, being vaccinated with the fucking shit that we want you to be vaccinated with, then... You think that's going to stop internationally? No. Corrupt tyrants always want more power. That's why I said, I keep harping on it. COVID isn't over. They still have the COVID emergencies. Yeah. Here in the United States, the COVID emergencies isn't gone. Biden extended it till fucking next year. Why? COVID's over. Right? That's what everybody thinks. Right? COVID's over. It's not over, folks. And, you know, anybody tells you to fucking move on, it's over, forget about it. 
you know, it'd be the equivalent of like 10 years after the fucking Holocaust, Germans telling all the Jews to just fucking forget about it. Ah, listen, okay, yeah, it happened. Ooh, forget about it. All right, move on. Can't move on. You have to always fucking remember, always remind people of what the fuck happened and how millions of Americans acted. Because they'll forget. They'll suppress. They know they acted like pieces of shit. They even if they even if they don't see anything wrong with it, they know they were tyrannical fucking faggots. And it's your job, as well as mine, to remember or to force them to fucking remember, to remind them of how they were a piece of shit. Listen, they will roll out the digital passports years before they roll out federal digital currency. And even when they do roll out the digital currency, it'll be years before they attach the carbon footprint and social credit score to your digital passports and banks. This is why they need to get you used to normalizing the twilight zone. Normalizing the unnormal. Normalizing the crazy. This is why COVID was just a big test. It's just to slowly get you used to, you know, they can fix the gas problem and oil problem tomorrow. They're not going to because they want you to get used. They got you used to lockdowns. They got you used to fucking masking up. They got you used to hating half of the fucking country. Thinking that half the country is fucking racist with BLM riots and lootings. Um, you know, thinking that white people are fucking bad and evil. They got you used to fucking uh, uh, thinking that one party is evil with Republicans. They got you used to thinking that, that it's normal to want the unvaccinated to be in quarantine camps. Uh, you know, they got you used to being fearful and just taking whatever vaccine they want and going along with the propaganda and the cult that they created. Now they're getting used to climate change. Now they're getting used to, you know, wanting to get an electric car. So then you don't pay that much in gas. It's just like, it is now normal for men to be women and women to be men. It's normal for pedophiles to read to your children. It's normal for teachers to teach your children that communism is good and America is bad. It is normal for elections to be rigged and stolen. It is normal for free speech to be looked at as radical, as extremist. It is normal to not go to the gym, not eat healthy, not take vitamins, but to instead spend more time, instead to spend more money on health care. It is normal to accept crime as you willingly hand over your guns to authorities. It is normal to eat plants, bugs, and factory-made food instead of real meat. They do this so you become comfortable being uncomfortable. 
We saw this during 2020 and 2021, and now we are seeing it with a climate change agenda. You are a bad, filthy animal, and the elites are tired of you using up their resources and breathing their air. I already know, personally, in my opinion, I won't live to see age 50. If I live to see past age 50, it will be either due to me bending the knee to the new social credit system and just saying, fuck it. I'll just live out the rest of my fucking days as a cuck. Or I, along with millions of others, rise up and defeat the new agenda and I go on living a new, normal life. But as I've said in past episodes, as I've talked about civil war and revolution, you know, what will that look like? Will it even happen? I've listened to multiple podcasters, such as Kramer Says and even Alex Jones and InfoWars and, you know, a lot of other um, Instagram um, people on Instagram accounts that have big followings, and they, they all say the same thing. They admit, hey, we're getting closer to civil war. There's going to be a civil war, but they always stop short of calling for one. Oh, I'm not calling for violence, though. I don't want a civil war. I'm not calling for one. But I think there'll be one. By saying that, you think there'll be a civil war, but you aren't calling for violence. What you're really telling me is that you won't be participating in this in this war. You'll continue to talk about how all of your conspiracy theories have come true, and people need to wake up. Which is true. The more people that wake up, the better of a chance that we have of fighting this new agenda. However, what if there is no one left to wake up? What if what we really need to be doing is preparing as many of the people who are already awakened and preparing them for war, for a revolution, a civil war, whatever the fuck you want to call it? The resistance. Let me tell you something. During COVID, especially during 2020, um, that is when I fully realized that the world was fucked, regardless of what happened during and after the pandemic. When I saw, while I was working at Target as an ETLAP, an AP manager, masked up, COVID-fearing, zombie-like American citizens running down the aisles six six o'clock in the morning while pushing shopping carts, frantically tearing open shrink wrap. I'm not talking about Black Friday, folks. No, they were over there and ripping open shrink wrap because just to get toilet paper. And I left the palace the way they were. We didn't even fucking I told my guys don't even fucking open up the open up the fucking pallets. Drop the pallet of toilet paper and let the customers come in and they'll do the work for us. Let them rip it open. Let them push each other around and fucking flop all over the floor. I'm just going to stand back and watch as a hundred things of toilet paper are gone in fucking 15 seconds. 
people pushing each other, screaming and yelling like it was the fucking end of the world to get a roll of fucking toilet paper. That's the people we're dealing with, folks. Imagine when gas runs out. Food, water. Imagine new lockdowns. Imagine when if there's a curfew and, you know, we're living in a fucking police state. I already know where my line in the, in the sand is. And I'm currently preparing for, for war. Because I'm not afraid to call for, for violence. If this fucking trend continues and we see a social credit system along with a carbon footprint spending... I not only think there will be violence, I'm not also calling for violence, but I'm telling you now, including the FBI that's listening, I will be committing acts of extreme violence. I will stop paying taxes. I will be saying my goodbyes to my fiance, soon to be wife. Hell, she might even join me in the goddamn violence, knowing her crazy ass. I'll say goodbyes to my fa- my family and friends as they call me a conspiracy theorist and tell me everything's going to be okay. Just, just fucking deal with it. It'll pass. Nope. Goodbye. I had a nice life. I'll lock and load and conduct guerrilla warfare against law enforcement, IRS buildings, politicians, families, military bases, etc. There's nothing wrong. With calling for violence, folks. That's the thing a lot of, especially a lot of people on the right don't do. People on the left, well, they call for violence all the time. They call for Trump's assassination. BLM uh, burned down buildings. They said they were going to assassinate people and murder fucking white people in the streets. uh, Politicians on the left called for Antifa and BLM to fucking uh, commit acts of violence in the street. So calling for violence is nothing new. It's just for some reason, everyone on the right, on the conservative side, is afraid to call for violence, is afraid to just to simply say, hey, if this trend continues, we're, we're going to need violence to solve this situation. And I'll be a part of it. You don't need to go out and say, I'm going to go blow up an IRS building. This is exactly how I'm going to do it on this fucking date. You don't need to go out that far. If you want to do something like that, keep that shit fucking private into your fucking self. All I'm saying is that this trend continues the only fucking way because voting ain't fixing shit anymore. The only way this trend continues is we're, we're going to have to solve it violently. It's just the way it is. And don't get it twisted. I don't expect to survive this war. Because it'll be I, along with millions of others, who win, or I die fighting for freedom. But... 
I can tell you right now, I won't see the inside of a courtroom or prison. I'm not going to be one of those January 6th fucks who go, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll come along with you. And now look at them. I bet you as they're sitting in that fucking jail cell right now, being held captive like a political fucking prisoner, because they're never getting out of fucking prison, folks. They're going to be there for fucking life. Their whole life is, even if they're, even if they get a trial, which they haven't had, and they're there for what, a couple more months or another year or two, their life is ruined. Their whole fucking life is ruined. I bet you that they, they wish that they, they could fucking do shit over again if the FBI or police, whoever the fuck, went to their door, they'd open fire on them. And they would be like, fuck it. I'd rather go out dying. I'm taking one of you with me. One of you won't go see your fucking family tonight. Period. I hope you said your fucking goodbyes. Because that's what it's going to come down to. So who will these millions of freedom fighters be? Will there be millions? Here's what you need to expect. Or perhaps you already know what type of group you'll be in once the agenda 2030 is complete. Once we're in a social credit system and the government is telling you what you can buy and where you can travel based on your carbon footprint, there will be a civil war. There will be resistance. Now, after seeing how people react to the COVID pandemic, how many are still in denial about everything that's happened the past two years? Out of the approximate 335 million Americans that live in this country, I would say around 65% of the country will willingly adapt to the new system. Out of that 65%, you'll have about half who love it. Now, the people who are going to love it are the ignorant cucks who voted for Joe Biden, who think Biden is a good president, who voted for a dead person in Pennsylvania, who also voted for a stroked-out retard in Pennsylvania, who bring their children to drag queen story time, who wanted the unvaccinated to be in quarantine camps, and, and who also have taken their new booster shots. Those people will love the new system and love being a slave. The other half of the 65% who will adapt to the new system will, in the privacy of their homes, bitch and complain about how they don't have freedom, but out of fear of dying or being locked up or being made homeless or having their bank account frozen, uh, they will reluctantly comply. So that leaves 35% of the country who won't be adapting to the new system. And, and when I'm speaking about percentages here, these are off my estimates. Okay. My personal polling based on what I've seen the last two fucking three years. Uh, the entire 35% left over won't be fighting. I'd wager that around 20% maybe 50% of the 35% won't adapt at least at first. These people will continue to tell you to vote Republican prior for Trump 
attend school board meetings, voice their frustrations to Congress, protest peacefully in major cities, and continue to either do podcasts and or share uh, anti-government posts on social media. And when the government and the police arrest them for their verbal acts of terrorism, because that's coming next, as they are dragged off by the same police whom they supported by posting and saying proudly, back the blue and or blue lives matter, um, those back to blue and blue lives matter uh, will be dragging them out of their homes and they will spend the rest of their lives in prison or homeless uh, still wondering how they can wake people up. Now that leaves the final remaining 10 to 15%, which I'm going to be in that category. The last of these 10 to 15 percent of people will as of today you know we're talking about still today uh you know we continue to pay our taxes work obey the laws and even vote even though we know that it doesn't matter you know we 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 continue to do podcasts and, and and try to spread info on on instagram and as best as we can but we know deep down that shit's fucked. Even though we hope that it's not, and we hope that we're wrong, and but we'll we'll be preparing for war. Because we have our lie in the sand. Some lines farther than others. And we all know though that if this line in the sand is crossed, that it's the government, big pharma whatever you want to call it, the police cross that line. There's no turning back. Lives will be lost. Because we won't live in a world where we have to beg the government for real food or have the ability to travel more than five miles outside our house or be thankful in the, to the government for allowing free speech. Just as long as, as it's free speech they accept. We'd rather die than live in a prison like what they have in Israel, in China, in Australia. Because once it happens and the true fighters have made their final decision, there will be no more peaceful protesting. No more podcasts informing you about waking up. No more social media posts and memes about how awful Joe Biden is or dumb liberals are. No more trying to wake people up. No more paying taxes. No more obeying the laws. People just won't show up to work the next day. Just a few days or weeks of silence. And then violence. That's how it's going to happen, folks. That's going to do it for this episode. Thanks for listening, and make sure to share this podcast to people that you know. Uh, That way, perhaps we can still wake people up in time so I don't have to say my goodbyes and uh, conduct urban warfare.
constitutional republic, not a democracy. The ideal of a democracy is universal equality. The ideal of a constitutional republic is individual liberty. A democracy always degenerates into dictatorship, which promises government-guaranteed equality and security, but it delivers nothing but poverty and serfdom for the people it robs and rules. America was founded as a constitutional republic to safeguard the liberties of the people against the tyranny of democracy or of one-man dictatorship. In this century, great strides have been made toward the goal of subverting our republic into a democracy. The foremost tactic of the subverters is subversion of language. By calling America a democracy until people thoughtlessly accept and use the term, the totalitarians have obscured the real meaning of our principles of government.